Welcome to Chapter 3 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Dan Howard, Site CIO for Loma Linda University Health. In this segment, Howard discusses how taking on a project management role helped get his foot back in the door, what he has found to be the key in building trust among the staff, and the program his team has implemented to identify the next level of leaders within the organization. HealthSystemCIO.com podcasts are sponsored by Improvada the healthcare IT security company ranked number one by class for secure messaging and single sign-on. For more information, visit their website at improvada.com. You've been in your current position for a few years now? Yeah, I've been out here a little over three years. Okay. And was the position created at that point, or was there already a site CIO? Mm, For San Gagonio, there was already a CIO that was here at the organization, and that individual had left. And okay. so it was probably by happenstance or, you know, my dumb luck that I got sent out here. I, I, say, that, I say that in all jest because, um, right. you know, Mark, Mark Zewell has always come to me with, you know, and says, hey, Dan, I have an opportunity for you. And, uh, you know, sometimes there are opportunities to disguise as problems, which is mm-hmm. fine. So that's sort of my personality. I like to keep things kind of fresh and, and uh, makes life easy for me. Did it take some adjustment uh, to, to take on that role, the CIO, site CIO role? Yes and no. Um, I, my previous organization, I, I came from, it was a little bit larger in terms of team size and, and budgeting and whatnot. And so when I came back to Loma Linda, I was out of healthcare for a while, at least, you know, acute healthcare. And so wanting to get back in, I took that project manager role, knowing, okay, I'll just get my foot back in the door and I'll get back into management. And so in terms of managing team sizes and budgets, no, that hasn't been a challenge. I think the, probably the biggest challenge um, that has been, specific, I'll speak specifically for San Gagonio, is me coming in as really a consultant. The affiliation talks between the organizations were still ongoing, and so there was a lot of unrest. People weren't sure, was this like a, you know, a hostile takeover or what's really happening here? And so, you know, me having to kind of play on both sides of the fence in terms of, you know, having, you know, being here as a consultant from Loma Linda, but also working on affiliation efforts and also supporting the hospital from an operational perspective. But that, that was, you know, probably waned off within the first six months, and um, it is nice to be involved with the different various partners and and affiliates because you get to see different things that maybe we kind of miss at Loma Linda because we're so large. Yeah. Okay. And so that that became uh, more of like an uh, official affiliation um, over the years? Um, uh, I'll say that uh, this is a, a politically charged question. So the affiliation, okay. effort, yeah, the, the affiliation efforts are still ongoing, right. um, and there, but there is very close alignment between the organizations. So we do have uh, facility services management, IS management. We have construction management. Um, we also have some of our physical therapy and PT students uh, that round through the hospitals for, for the curriculum here. So there's a, a lot of tight integration already between both organizations. And so from that perspective, um, we are partnered in it and at this point, and there, is a, there are further efforts to further define what that will look like going forward. Right. Okay. And so did you have to kind of um, earn the trust you're coming in in that type of unique role? Yeah, because at this facility, I report to, this, to the CEO, and so... Without a doubt, I mean, he he had gotten my name from actually I think he got my name from from someone that um, 
the previous CEO because I knew the previous CEO. So I think he got my name from them and through a conversation at Loma Linda. So it was already sort of a warm introduction that was done, but I came out here and had a discussion with him and um, kind of took it from there. And so uh, as with any relationship, it took a little while to gain trust. When I kind of showed up here, um, there were a lot of things that kind of came in sideways and on fire. Um, and so I, I did have the opportunity to get some very quick wins and uh, and kind of get those in my win column, and that helped build the trust pretty quickly. Yeah. They say that's one of the best things for team chemistry is winning. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. And since that time, I guess I would say, especially in your current role, but in, then even in some of your, your other roles, what have you found to be some of the keys to, uh, to to being an effective leader and help helping to really you know get the most out of people? What has always worked for me is being transparent. Um, my leadership style is 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 really you know I want to be cliche but it really is an open door. Um, whether you're a direct report to me or someone that reports to one of the directors on my team, um, you know my door is always open. And so my I see my goal in terms of interfacing with staff is, is number one, do you have the right tools and resources to do your job correctly? Because my goal for each of the individuals on my team is I want them to be passionate about what they do. If you can get them to be passionate for what they do and excited about it, then everything else is easy. Um, and so best way for me to get that and get that person to be passionate about what they do is find out are you doing what you want to do? And so we have had situations in the past where individuals were maybe not happy with their role but or they liked their role, but they wanted, hey, I want a larger role in some of the strategic projects. And so giving people the chance to voice what they'd like to do, being transparent, letting them know this is what I can do for you, goes a long way. Right. And, and besides um, having that, that passion, which is obviously really important, is there anything else you kind of look for in people that maybe you want to, uh, you know, mold a little further or, you know, just kind of uh, identify as, as people with, with strong potential? Yeah. You know, we've had a, um, what we call at Loma Linda, it's called the Transformational Leadership Program, and I've been involved with it for uh, the last about five years. And so it kind of started out of information services as really to work with the different people with NIS and basically to kind of identify the next level of leaders within the organization. And a lot of it was kind of focused around it's a lot of book reading and a lot of group talk and, and sort of a program to go through. And it's a, it's a pretty extensive, you know, nine to ten month program that they have to commit to go through. Um, I went through it myself and then sort of became a sort of a mentor and sponsorship for other individuals. And so um, I've sent uh, multiple people through this program. And um, I go on, on occasion and, and we'll do like a guest lecture. But that whole process is one of the things that we use to really identify sort of the next level of leadership in the organization or the stars. And so the greatest thing about that is um, we begin, as that program has grown, it's kind of blossomed to outside of IS. And so we're now touching other areas of revenue cycle or nursing or um, other operational areas where those individuals are also put through the program. And then we've also extended that to some of our partners and affiliates. And so um, we're getting a much wider swath of individuals in this collective leadership program. And so that has been very beneficial. Right. Right. I guess it's... um I, I like what you said about, about making sure that people have the right tools because I'm sure that you've come across uh, in the past somebody who, who seems to have, have the potential but just, you know, all the pieces just aren't there. And 
that that's a critical thing because you don't want to miss out on someone who could really, you know, be a, a high performer. No, you're exactly right. And, you know, in, when I'm looking to hire somebody, I, I honestly will look for a really passionate attitude over skills because I always feel you can, you can teach someone the skills, but someone has that passion and attitude that is um, much more important in my book. Right. Okay. I guess that the last thing I would just ask is, uh, it, it's kind of a broad question, but really when you look at um, how this health I, health IT industry is evolving and you know things cha- really changing so rapidly, um, what, what do you think are, are some of the most significant uh, changes we're going to see in, in the next year or so, whether it's uh, you know different ways of uh, communicating with patients or just where do you think we're really going to see the biggest changes? I think from a technology perspective, I, th- I think the industry will be a much more, I'd say, consumer-oriented in terms of um, how we interact with patients. I think there's going to be a, a, a big push toward, obviously, uh, having the patient be more involved and have a, more of a skin in the game in terms of the management of their own health. Um, and if that's going to be, um, and I'll give you just a quick example, here within Loma Linda, we're also pushing the use of like these mobile devices. So when a patient is discharged, we can send them home with a mobile device, whether that be something as simple as, um, you know, a medication container that will actually track if they're actually um, taking their medications on time or Bluetooth-enabled devices to take different levels of vital signs or blood glucose and have that information uploaded back up so someone can take a look at it in real time. Um, so I think that's going to be the next push. Um, over the next year or so. But then again, as we all kind of move toward the value-based reimbursements, um, it's it's sometimes a little bit difficult to have those conversations because on one hand, you're going to have to make a significant investment in doing so. Right. So um, it is just definitely a double-edged sword in terms yeah. of managing um, the expectations from, from a financial perspective also. Right, and, and do you find yourself uh, reaching out to uh, to other CIOs to just you know to talk about the, the challenges and, and how people are dealing with them? All the time, um, <laughs> you know. Yeah, so yeah. I'm fortunate enough to be able to attend uh, you know several Chime events per year, and um, and uh, usually hymns, uh, the large event, like local hymns events, and so those, those are always great venues to talk with your other counterparts and you know what are they experiencing, what are their challenges. Um, because uh, definitely we're collectively in this all together. So um, I'm not out to recreate the wheel at all. I'm, I'd rather learn from someone else's experiences. Right. Yeah, and this, this is, uh, it seems like an industry where, you know, there, there is so much collaboration right now, so that, that's very encouraging to see. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that, uh, that covers what I wanted to talk about. Uh, I, I really appreciate your time, and, uh, you know, I know that there's so much going on, so thank you for, uh, for putting aside some time for us. All right. Thanks, Kate. Appreciate your time also. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.